Hey everybody, welcome to Half Best Out Podcast, <laughs> where two of us are going to talk about watches, and Hunter's going to, I think, figure out his audio. We'll see how it goes. I'm Christian. I'm Will. I know and what happens. Hunter, that's Hunter over there. <laughs> Don't so, worry about him. He's got a I bad was mic. Listening to the Riverside chat as a presenter and a viewer. <laughs> Welcome to Half Passed Out. <laughs> you made it here. Congratulations. Hope your week's going well. Our fun's I'm... a little slow. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Hunter. Happy to have you here. Uh, curious about the squad. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, I have a cocktail made because I'm out of beer and didn't want to go buy any. Um, we can send you some fat tire. Ooh, I mean, yeah, sure. I'll give it a second try. I'm always <laughs> willing to give things a second try, willing to change opinions. It's just not good, especially if they're uh, free. Yeah, free beer is the best beer. But drinking Cacique and Crystal Light. Cacique is like a uh, Costa Rican sugar cane liquor. So yeah, that's that. Lovely. And then wearing. A uh, Longines from the 1950s that I've yet to fully identify. Very cool. Will, what do you got? Um, I am working on a Truly. It's red, Excellent very choice. flavored. Um, yeah, it tastes a bit malt liquory, but that's okay. What flavor do you have there? Raspberry. Ooh, goat flavor. I respect it. Oh, it's average. In general, I think I'd prefer a high noon if we're going the seltzer route. Oh, uh, well, you're taking malt out of the equation. Oh, yeah. That is what happens to make uh, these beverages. This podcast taste is not classy enough for high noon, let's be honest. We had high I noon. I was drinking Classe Azul. <laughs> I finished a bottle of Classe Azul. I heard that's good for you now. Tequila? Exactly. Yeah, I heard there's like probiotics in Classe Azul. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Well, remember in the <laughs> early 2000s when chocolate was supposed to be good for you? Whatever happened to that? I mean, I feel like tequila can follow that same vein. Dark chocolate is still technically has healthy properties in moderation. There you go. There you that's go. why I try to eat a pound a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And what's the watch pairing uh, for the Truly tonight, Will? Um, tonight, in light of the episode, is my Movado, which has the red band. Ooh, uh, nice. Oh, I should have worn my red band watch. Once again, Movado Series 800 Chronograph. Uh, it's got black dial, orange accents all over the... Orange-red accents all over the place. And, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, how about you, Hunter? Uh, what, what, uh, what you got? Uh, well, tonight I am drinking a limited release dry dock brewing. Um, it is a pineapple mango blonde. First time I've ever had it. Um, and it is basically juice, my friends. So go nice. to get out there, try the dry dock brewing pineapple mango blonde. Yeah, delicious and plenty of horsepower, 5.2%. So it'll get you to where you need to go. Um, yeah. Still probably won't. You that know. is my favorite description of a beer I think I've ever heard, though. Plenty <laughs> of horsepower. Yep. Let me tell you, it's no class A assault, but um, <laughs> it's good. It's good. That's all I can say. All right. Next episode, I'm going to have moonshine and say it's got plenty of horsepower. <laughs> no, you got to wait till episode 20. At episode 20, we all get moonshine. <laughs> we can do it in person together and get moonshine, and we'll use my mic since doesn't sound like at least it doesn't sound like hunters so hey man i'm rocking the blue yeti today i can tell it does sound better it's <laughs> hard to bring lovely. it up um so paired with my blue yeti tonight uh i do have a timex weekender um nice. it is our uh gray dial um silver uh case and uh again in light of this topic for tonight is a orange and gray NATO strap. Um, so 
very comfortable on the wrist, very small actually for most people, uh, 38 millimeters. Um, I love just how light it feels. Um, it's a lighter watch in general. Um, but yeah, the orange and orange. So if it wasn't obvious, the pineapple mango blonde is very orange on the can. And so I'm, I'm pairing those two together tonight and absolutely loving it, by the way. Hunter, that's probably the most thought any of us have ever put into the watch and drink pairing. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, I can preface with the uh, community now. I will never be putting that much thought into my drink of choice (laughs) and my watch. (laughs) Let me tell you, I put the watch on because it was at the very top of the watch case. And I selected this beer because it was at the very front of the mini fridge. So <laughs> just works out sometimes. Ain't life good. Ain't life good. All right. Yeah, Christian, so what, what are we, are we, what are we uh, um, oh, out of curiosity, I was going to ask, um, you mentioned the red band that you wish you'd put on. Um, I would yeah. love for you to go into that. If you haven't gotten the hint, Today's theme is bands, which I think is one of the most underrated or possibly forgotten about parts of the watch when getting a watch um, and can very much rejuvenate uh, a watch that you once loved if you haven't been wearing it lately. So, Yeah, um, the Seiko Moonphase Chronograph, uh, it, it has a better name for it. I'm just forgetting it right now. It's my favorite piece uh, you own. God, it's... <laughs> It's truly incredible. One of the best purchases I've ever made. Uh, but that originally came on the original bracelet from the 70s. Um, 60s? No, now I'm forgetting what year it is. It originally came on It came on the original bracelet. All plated gold, like really worn off. And I do like the look and the aesthetic of it. Sure. But starting like peel arm hair and stuff off. So just not super comfortable. And I've been chasing the aesthetic of the vintage universal geneve tri-compacts that is on our instagram uh the red dial or the gold dial with the red strap so i had to go get a red strap for it um you can see it on the uh, review that's posted on our youtube right now as well with the red strap on but picked it up from a local watch shop and i absolutely love it and have been wearing it until i got this new piece from that same watch shop today but we'll probably put the seiko back on soon sure what spurred oh, you to get you guys... the new piece? What's up? What spurred you to get the new piece since we're, we're up to yeah, going up uh, in the watch count again? <laughs> I'm working for that. I think I hit that tight 20, guys. I think I'm there. <laughs> good, it's, good, it's good, good. A, it's been a long run. Got to the tight 20. My wife said, you, I can go buy a watch and I will never turn that down. And I've got to do it quick before she changes her mind. Sure. Um, Respect. And so yeah, I picked up the. I'm pretty sure it's a hour or Longines hourglass from the 50s. Just a really cool design, very Art Deco. I'm sure it'll be on the YouTube or Instagram here soon. Um, and it's my only rectangular watch since I can't afford a JLC or a tank. This will probably be my only one forever. Uh, so that's what spurred that. But what? Or how often do you guys uh, swap your straps around? Straps, bracelets, what have you. Um, I would say I would like to believe that I do it one watch at least per year. Um, now I have a much smaller collection than you do. Um, so it's just a few watches, but in my experience, um, it's really livened up the watch for me when i kind of get used to the watch for lack of better words now the one band that i won't be changing is the one i have on uh and that's the red band that i have with this uh, movado series 800 watch um i wasn't sure at the time when i first got it because the band that i had was just coming off and um it wasn't working well with the the watch itself and it was clear that the band was just not going to be uh something i should keep so uh my local watch shop right time who we've talked about before gave me some recommendations and for the life of me i have tried to identify the brand of this band uh or wherever they got it from and i cannot um 
but it's this bright red band with a metal uh, clasp and it's a it's kind of a rubber texture um, it's a little worn now I've had it for years and it is it fits so comfortably to my wrist um, and additionally it doesn't really catch or pull it, it's one of my favorite bands so that's probably never going to change especially that red aesthetic I don't have with any other watch so and I, I'll always want that at some stage mm-hmm. so uh, that one's never going to change I could see me down the road maybe changing the uh, the Loco strap or the uh, Ed Hardy has, has just a leather black leather strap that maybe I would change to a different type of texture or something like that um, I've changed my uh, look over here. I've changed my Luminox chronograph um, to the leather strap, and that was such a, a fun one for me, um, especially that if you have a cool. full metal bracelet um, mm. and and watch. Things can get pretty heavy. Um, it's nice to transition to that leather, and I, I absolutely love it. So that might go back to metal, though. Sometimes I miss having that full metal piece. For the Movado, is it the red color that you like or is it the material? Like, would you switch it for a different red strap? Mm, potentially. I really like the material. This fits my wrist so well as well. Uh, it's going to be pretty hard for me to do. Um, I think the leather kind of matches the – or the leather. The rubber matches the sportiness of the watch um, as opposed to like – um, you have a red, like leather, um, textured strap, correct? On the yeah, it's the crocodile sticker? textured. It's a like yeah. a burgundy red. Yeah, and I think that's perfect for that piece. It, I, it, I don't know. I can't get over that piece that you have right now. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would at least look at it. I'd be willing to look at it, but I have such a perfect feeling about the one i have on this uh movado that i have a hard time seeing me change this specific strap okay how about you hunter now that you've started like growing your collection how often do you think you swap or want to swap swap straps or do you know um in the uh the pre-show uh we were looking at some nato straps um mm-hmm. and since then i have placed an order um <laughs> for wow. a NATO strap um so it is a full orange uh 20 millimeter nato strap exactly oh, that's what gonna you look so think. good um, that'll look great polished uh it's a watch full of let's see we're, we're good at bad habits of buying stuff yeah you're, let me you're tell really you. good at doing that yeah, yeah. Pol- polished stainless steel on the hardware piece, of course. Um, nylon strap. I'll post a uh, a link to the one that I went for. Um, but yeah, it's going to be another option here for the Timex I have on tonight. Um, but I do have a number of uh, watch bands for my uh, Apple Watch, actually. Um, so I wanted something a bit huh. sportier, and so I've got one that has almost um, like probably 80 holes in it. Um, So if you're looking for it, they come in three packs or 10 packs or however many you really want on Amazon. Um, But it's silicon replacement straps. I got the one that has um, gray, red, and blue as options uh, for the low, low price of $11.95, perpetually on sale. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, I I have loved those in particular, um, mainly because you have virtually an unlimited amount of spaces to put the clasp. Um, but those are the two um, watches that I have played around with and tried out different straps. Um, mm-hmm. Admittedly, they are probably some of the easiest straps to swap out. The Apple Watch, of course, has the release buttons on the back where you would normally charge the watch. Um, and then the way that the weekender works is you just slot it through. You don't even have to play with any pins at all. So it's like a 10 second installation, if that. Um, so I, that's the, probably the best way I would say to get into playing around with different straps, but it can entirely change the look kind of as, as we've been talking about, um, it can give you a whole new feel and really give 
new life to say an old watch that you may have gotten tired of over the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd say if I have any complaint uh, in the watch industry, I think there's a a good amount of accessibility that is um, blocked off by needing that specific, in this case, a specific watch tool um, to, change the strap out and i i know there's some times where you want um maybe a professional to do it if it's if it's really uh a delicate piece or something like that maybe it's intricately done but for the most part um i would like to see that become something uh more accessible to the crowd uh or to the um the community, the watch community, so that they have the ability to change simple things like that. Um, there's a few other grapes I have, but sticking to straps for now. I, I don't like that it's usually difficult, and most watch places will just stick it on for you. They don't really – it doesn't take enough time that it's a big deal. But um, it's still uh, a gripe of mine with the, the watch world. Yeah, like I've even got a strap replacement tool, that, but getting some of my straps off, I've found has been incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Hunter earlier, and I think I'm going to try and find a set of the uh, spring bar compression pliers to yeah. do that just a lot easier. Because unless you're dealing with only NATO straps, which are super easy to swap in and out, great place to start, like Hunter said, if you want to like try different designs and looks, that's where I would recommend. Otherwise, it can be a little bit tedious. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I just don't like that. I think that needs to be – I hope some watch manufacturer out there hears this because that, that's a uh, a gripe of mine. I, uh, I well, think what do you think of the quick-release straps then? Because those are starting to become more and more popular. But, I mean, even the Seiko from the 70s has quick-release drilled lugs. Mm. Um, I like it more um, – uh, I would say I still want it to be – I want it to be something that um, people can go into a watch store, pick out a watch, uh, pick out a band, and uh, kind of interchange um, kind of even more – you have to think about the person that doesn't want to change, work on it, work hard on the piece at all. Um I like to think of like uh, my mother would never take the effort to uh, change the watch band um, if it poses any difficulty at all, including the quick release um, straps. (laughs) I need it to be as, uh, as simple as the Apple watch does it now. That's fair. Granted, I have no idea how the Apple watch actually does it. This is the first description I've heard of it. I'd argue they're pretty similar, the quick release and the way that the Apple Watch has done it with the release button. Um, I know that actually Christian and I do share at least one model of watch uh, in the Aeromat, which does have quick release watch band. Um, I didn't realize it was a quick release at the time. um, And it took me almost like a full year of ownership before I realized that it had this feature. Um, and when I found out, I was like, oh my gosh, complete game changer. Um, mm. So if you don't know what the quick release watch band is, there's just a little peg on the inside of the watch band and you just shift it inwards and it will release, of course, the pin holding that watch band in place. And I would argue it's very similar to that of the Apple Watch. Um, the Apple Watch uses kind of a um, like button. button socket button, right? Yeah. Um, and so in terms of like ease of use, I think they're very similar. Um, but yeah, quick release. I, I am huge into those. Yep. So more on like the like overarching theme of straps, I think we all have pretty similar likes and dislikes. What do you guys say are the least favorite, like straps you would never own? Ooh. Um, mesh watch bands. <laughs> yeah, the mesh Milanese style watch. Milanese. Yep, yep. So if you've ever seen it, it looks like chain mail. Um, 
and depending on which kind you get, it might be as heavy as chainmail, but there's one guarantee. <laughs> if you have any arm hair whatsoever, you wear that watch once and you won't have any more arm hair um, <laughs> because it uh, comes after it really quickly. Um, that's my one gripe. It's, I think it's incredibly uncomfortable. Um, I just found that, and that's actually something that I learned from the box uh, subscription service uh, from Wrist Mafia. Really? I would have never um, tried it out myself, um, but learning that that's something that I didn't like. That being said, I mentioned it in the pre-show, but effectively, that I think it's one of the most good-looking watch bands that you can get out there. But when it comes to actually wearing it, um, it's one of those things that just doesn't work out um, in production. So that that's one that I certainly won't be getting uh, again soon. And if there's a uh, if there's a particular skew or model of watch that I want to go for, and it happens to come with one, you can guarantee I'm getting a second watch and swatch or swatch band rather, and purchasing it alongside. What about you, Will? Any watch straps or bands that are not? For um. You? So based on look, the Milanese is something I, I I go back and forth on. However, I haven't owned one, so I can't really comment on the uh, discomfort of it. I'd be curious to see if there'd be maybe uh, a different material or um, a different – I I would say if you like the look of it, Hunter, I, I would maybe give it another shot at – and I'm just going to say it – maybe a higher-end <laughs> Milanese watch band <laughs> um, than the one that Wrist Mafia sent you. Um, I, I haven't worn a ton, so again, I really can't comment – on it but i didn't have it initially pull on the ones that i've tried on um again i could be wrong in that fact maybe they all do uh, more so and that's just the type of that they are but um i as far as stylistically i'm hard pressed to say that i'd never put a a certain type of watch band um, I think there's just color schemes that may not go with certain watches. Um, not really a big camo person, so I can't imagine that being a thing for me. But um, I would like to believe I'm open-ended stylistically to, especially in light of my revelation with this whole red watch band thing. I, I was against it originally. so uh, And I I've liked it so much over time that uh, – I would be remiss to push away any watch type. Now there are materials, I think to Hunter's point, there are materials out there that if you get a really cheap watch band, uh, there are cheaper types of rubber that when you sweat, it can start to pick at you and stuff like that. And uh, I would say I'd be cautious there with worse material, but um, I think that comes with, uh, a bit of common sense, you know, if you get a real low end, uh, maybe even just leather piece, uh, it could feel cheap and it might break and things like that versus there's really nice, um, that you can go really high end. There's nice, uh, crocodile pieces and, uh, all other kinds of different leathers and things like that that can be really great. Um, in general, I do like my watch bands. I teeny bit thicker than um or at least i don't want them to feel flimsy it might be the better way to put it so um i i do like that in a watch band as well yeah if i were to think of a second style of watch strap um that i have learned that maybe just isn't for me and i'll give some context around that um I wear my wristwatches um, a bit tighter than like the average person. So I think I mentioned earlier, I like smaller cases and watch faces, and dials and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I also wear the strap itself a bit tighter. And when you have the, um, I think it's called like the double, like double clasp mm -hmm. type yeah. um, where it clasps on two sides. Um, I've found that at least the one that I've owned so far, if I flex my wrist or hand or anything too much movement, I will unclasp very easily. Um, and I think it just comes down to actually wearing my watches a bit tighter, um, than others. So 
personal preference on that one. Um, but I, those are the only two types of um, straps where I've had um, like an issue with it, whether it be for comfort or of course um, functionality and that uh, double clasp situation. Mm -hmm. What about you, Christian? So I tend to agree with Hunter on this one. I love the look of the Milanese strap. Uh, granted, I haven't owned one, so worn one like long term. But my experience with it is on the Hamilton Intramatic, which is a you know, decently priced mm -hmm. chronograph. Same. They're what, that's why. That's the one I tried on as well. Yeah, and again, I have that same like pulling and tear, pulling arm hair, which I've really only ever experienced so much on my like vintage bracelets. Like old bracelets, I think are just gonna have that happen no matter what because they're just older um and so that was a similar experience it was, i love the look of him i would have to stay away from one for at least like a primary watch um otherwise i don't know i don't think i would i'm not fond of like the huge rubber like panerai dive straps um good granted i've never owned one but just like my personal styling i don't think it's something for me like Richard Mille does really wide, thick rubber straps. I'm sure it's great quality. It's probably comfortable enough, but you know, I'm very much partial to a leather strap, like tapers down really thin. So yeah, mm -hmm. I don't. I there. I'd be hard pressed to find one I would say I would hate to wear, but the Milanese are tougher for me to maintain long term. Sure. Yeah. On those leather straps, Christian, have you ever found that, you know, the quality of leather, um, like has a significant impact? Like, would you, would you shell out extra cash, um, if you knew that that leather was going to say last longer or, you know, form a bit differently over time? You know, I don't know that I would, um, the most expensive leather strap I have $35 worth is currently on the Seiko, that red, like, croc textured leather. Mm -hmm. uh, the cheapest one I have is currently on my Citizen. It came off of... It came off of a Wrist Mafia watch. So it's pretty inexpensive as far as, like, quality goes, but it's like a blue leather strap. It's, honestly, I think just as comfortable. It was hard to maneuver onto the watch, even though it was the right size, so that made it difficult. Okay. But... I mean, I think it's formed up nicely. I've never spent 150 bucks on a leather strap, so I couldn't say. I think the big difference would be in styling. So, like, these are standard watch straps. I think a leather NATO strap is probably substantially different than, like, a, a standard leather strap. But I've yet to wear one of those either. What do you think? Uh, well, you know, I didn't know that leather NATO straps even existed. Um, but oh, that's I'm gonna be embarrassed cool. if they don't now. Let me see. I'm pretty no, sure they, they do. do. They do. Um, I I've confirmed. Um, and while I was also here, I confirmed that what I was talking about when I said double clasp, it's actually called a butterfly clasp. So if you wanted to look at what that is, um, that is wow, that's so embarrassing. None of us have ever made a mistake like that. Never. Nope. <laughs> never. Never. None of us have ever made any strange type of uh, name calling mistake. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to call it the definitely clasp. not. Never am I going to call it a butterfly ever. Again. I heard it here first folks. The double clasp, the double <laughs> clasp. Um, not for me, you know, just the way that I wear my, uh, wristwatches. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, not so I could tell you for free, I would compromise depending on the watch. A double clasp is a, is a popular high-end watch uh, clasp on expensive bracelets. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll put it this way. If, I, if a Rolex ends up in my, uh, my inventory and it comes with a double clasp, I'm not changing my band. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting another link in. So speaking of Rolex, Hunter and I were talking about this in the pre-show. Thoughts on the two-tone, specifically the two-tone Jubilee? Ooh. Um, again, it's a certain type of look. Uh, I, 
I, Rolex does it well. Um, I can't say it's always been my favorite, but at the same time, I'll say this. There's some that I like more than others. I don't know if you've seen, there's like a silver, like a polished silver on uh, like stainless steel silver. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, I don't know if that counts as even two-tone. Um, I've seen that and I really like that. Um, it's the same thing that you're thinking of. It's just with, again, it's more of like a polished silver in the middle and like a kind of a matte silver on the outside. And I really like that type of two-tone Jubilee um, band, but it depends on the watch. Again, I, I really don't want to be ready to say that I don't, I'm not going to find a piece that I want to wear um, right now with that type of watch band. But I think my initial reaction is, is it's not really for me. Um, but that's the best I can kind of offer it there. Yeah. And I, I mean, I completely agree. For me, it's a color thing. I don't think the two-tone looks mm. good on any watch ever. Um and I say that now, and I'm sure in two weeks I'm going to own a two-tone uh, Jubilee <laughs> strap. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's just, for someone who loves vintage watches, it feels outdated in a bad way. Uh, kind of like that jewel blue watch that you were talking about last week. It just doesn't, it's hard to pull off that look and still feel fresh and cool and well done. The Jubilee strap itself I do I like. I just can't get behind a two-tone. I'm going to see if you like this one in particular. Um, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I like shouting out watch stores. So shout out to Cherry Creek Watch Co. who let me try on their uh, vintage Day-Date. Or Datejust? Yeah, vintage Datejust with a two-tone Jubilee strap. Uh, not for me, but thank you. So subtle two-tone. It's very on the subtle end, and I, I, I do like this. I think this works well. Well, I'm looking at this. Hunter, what do you think? Ooh. Okay, so yeah, it's brushed on one, polished on the in the middle. <laughs> Ooh. Gosh. It's still not for me. I'm sorry. I think the two-tone itself is just... It's not a look. I think it, it's it screams outdated to me personally. Um, I still think that you know stainless steel color, just the way that they've polished or brushed it here. You know, I I think there's certainly a customer out there for it. Sure, um, yeah, definitely. And so th there's a reason that they're selling, um, but I I don't think it's for me one bit. Yeah, I. I'd be hard pressed to put it on. I don't know. I like Hunter said. I think it just feels a little bit outdated, but I'm not. Sh it looks better than the golden silver. Golden. Yeah, silver. I, I would agree there. Sure. Again, I just have a hard time saying that I'll never try it on. I think is more. Yeah. I think I'd try it on. I think I'd be hard fetched to make a purchase. I don't know what watch I would wear it with. And that's my biggest thing. I mean, now that I've got my tight 20, I feel like I've got a good selection to pick and choose from. I don't know what I would put it on. You know, let that be a challenge to the listeners. Find <laughs> a Jubilee two-tone two bracelet here that Christian and I would give a shot <laughs> and put on any one of the watches that we have, whether it be Christian's tight 20 or Hunter's growing 10 to 15. Don't even know how many watches I have now. Good. Don't um, count. Just let it grow. Yes. So send us all the links that you have um, and potential watch pairings um, with the watch itself. Yeah. I mean, we're known for reckless purchases on this podcast. So you, you can know. bet somebody's going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. It's not unlikely. It's definitely the odds. <laughs> So Sorry, one of my favorite straps that's a bit divisive. What do you guys think of beads of rice? <laughs> um, needs to fit yes. the right watch for me. 
Um, yeah. Uh, it's It can look really poor and busy, or it can work with the watch very well. Yeah. The one I saw was on the uh, Seamaster 30, and it was awesome. And yeah, I think it'd be one that I'd get, keep on like some of my older vintage watches or like larger vintage watches as I grow that part of the collection. I don't know if I would put it on a modern watch. Uh, maybe my diver. Because I feel like the Doxa diver is a mesh strap. It's a Milanese strap, isn't it? Or is it on a beads of rice? Do you know? Uh, I don't. Not off the top of my head. Um, it looks like it's a beads of rice. The Doxa, you said? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Doxa Sub 200. Oh, See, yeah. I think that's a good look. Let me put it in Now, there. do you have a preference between the types of... I, I, for the most part, just looking at different bands or bracelets. Do you like the beads of rice where the, uh, the exterior row is bigger? Or and then the interior rows are a, a little different, or a different polish, or whatever. Or do you like the just a full, complete, fluid beads of rice? I like them bracelet. both. The like okay. full row beads of rice would be on my vintage watches. Whereas, like, yeah, I think the I, I agree with interior that. beads of rice gives it almost like a jubilee esque feel. Looks a lot mm-hmm. better on modern watches, I think. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a pretty spot on uh, sentiment for me as well. Um, again, I, I think sometimes it can kind of oh, busy God, up a watch. Uh, like I've seen it on watches that I just don't like at all, but I've also seen it uh, where it accents the watch very well. Yeah. It's I would never put it on a chronograph. I would never put it on something that has more than a date feature, I think. Because like you said, it can get busy and it just makes it look weird and com- too complex. But like Hunter just posted a, I'm assuming vintage Seiko. I don't know what model uh, that is. It's a Presage from Seiko. Ooh. Yeah, but yeah that's on like the Carrera and I don't like that one too much. I think that would be bad. Yeah, I would put too- Carrera on a mesh strap on the Milanese though. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What do you guys I think of the new Carrera Skipper? Too. I know by the time this comes out, the skipper will have been out for like two or three months. But have you guys seen it yet? Uh, let me take a look. At it. I have not. We're going to give you a first look takes here. All aboard, it says. That's probably the longest loading I've had for a watch uh, website. But I think all of them take seven or eight seconds it's... for me. And then my computer sounds like it's about to take off. It's, oh, that sounds like a computer issue. No, I'm sure it's the watch website. <laughs> Ooh, yep. I think this is... I give the, you this. My CPU did go up in percentage usage. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this is a good watch for, you know, seafaring. I, I think that they nailed it in terms of what they're yeah. going for. Um, I like the teal color. Um, so some of their subdials have teal um, on the side here. So two counters, uh, one at the nine o'clock position, one at the three o'clock. Um, I think that the teal itself looks good. I think that like the red and then the green itself is a bit harsh for my liking in terms of like really? the palette that they selected. Um, I do, it does look like the red matches the second hand though. Um, but I do think that like, it's pretty funny here. Like some of their marketing material, you know, alert the crew on the five minute remaining, you know, <laughs> just hilarious. I need to recall the boat's rigging time. Like I just love that. Um, so it, it, I am watching way too many animations to be purchasing a watch. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I'll tell you what, the effort that went into this presentation <laughs> The Intrepid Newport is the name of this animated uh, boat that is traveling across the sea. Well, I think Um, that was the name of the original boat that the skipper was used on, like the original regatta. And that's where they took the color palette from, was from that boat. 
Well, I think it's a little uh, harsh. Um, I can't, for the life of me, load any of the animations, so I think it's I'm hilarious. I'm sure you can't. <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to criticize Tag briefly for this. If, if you got the money to pay whoever you paid to put this entire presentation, this is a lovely presentation. Uh, man, <laughs> I like, I love the watch. I, I'll, it's a very nice watch, but the presentation's almost outrageous. Like, this is I wish every wild. watch were presented like this. Where before you even look at the watch, you get a one-minute presentation about something related just, to the watch. I feel like I could have had something slightly nicer on every watch that they produced in the time in the money that they spent <laughs> on whoever the hell put this together. Yeah, I mean, so. good for that guy. Hey, you killed it, or gal. This is incredible. Probably a team. Probably an overpaid team. Nope. One person, for sure. There's a single guy here. Um, they kind of add some texturing too to like the sail itself and the water. But yeah. all right, now we're nitpicking on the presentation. <laughs> um, the watch itself, I love it. I think I'll point out um, the middle subdial at six o'clock is perfect because it's not. It's just camouflaged into the rest of the dial um it yeah they easily could have thrown another teal dial there and i think it would have looked uh christian's favorite type of busy um uh, <laughs> and, and colorful yeah it just would have been a bit too much versus um that dial being uh kind of settled into the the main dial um, gives it space, gives the other dials room to uh, room to be as colorful as they are and not seem too busy. Um, I really like this watch. It, it, I like everything about it. Um, the only thing I don't like is, uh, I think, the price. But um, it's honestly not too bad for what you'd expect from a Tag Carrera. That's fair. Sorry, I know we got totally off topic talking about that watch and then way further off topic talking about the animations but thanks for looking at it for me <laughs> listen when you get an animation like that i'm gonna comment <laughs> that was so outrageous I, I did actually remember a strap style of all of them that i truly don't think i would ever wear i think it reminds me of like early 2000s late 90s people who wear jenkos and a lot of like big leather bracelets uh, the military, I think it's the military bund strap, but it's essentially a leather strap with a leather plate on the back that the fate watch sits on that I think is genuinely hideous and has to be so goddamn uncomfortable. Have you guys seen these? Let me put yep, one. These are a huge L. Um, yeah. just going to say it straight. Um, I, it's got to be crazy <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, I mean, you literally have a perfectly good strap underneath it holding the exactly. watch together. Um, I really don't think that there's a huge issue having any part of the watch <laughs> case itself touch your wrist. And that, that looks like it's precisely what it's doing is just preventing the rest of the watch from touching you. Um, now, if you have like the worst metal on the planet and it's going to like literally come off on your wrist, then I get it. But also that's not the case, is it? You know, that's it, what I'm wondering if this was for. Yeah. You know, it, it gives, it, you know, most of these watches, from what I can tell, are like aviator style. Um, and so maybe it's to have a shirt go fully underneath it. Um, but in terms of stylistic, um, you know, I, it's it's huge. Can outfit. someone drop a link of what, what, what they're looking at? I'm trying to find it. I'm struggling. No, I refuse. More than well. I should. Yeah, nah, this is nah. just like me with the tag website. Um <laughs> Yeah, I imagine your computer just can't load it. Uh, it really struggled for a long time. I think I, I had to exit out of the website. Otherwise, I think I would have dropped a recording again. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I just can't. Um, I love playing devil's advocate. <laughs> There's nothing redeeming about this strap style. I love playing devil's advocate. Unless you have, and I, I'm going to give the one time that this is acceptable. If you have some like 
the Red Baron wore this watch when he was shooting down other fighter pilots. Uh, like old school, really cool, like classic timepiece from yeah. whatever pilots watch and you have a story to go with it. If you're trying to match that aesthetic, all right, I give you that. You got it. That is the only uh, acceptable situation for this watch band. Um, I will not That's get very behind. generous. Will I? I'm looking at one with it that's sitting on a or a speedmaster that's sitting on one. In fact, it's a common choice, Ew. and I cannot say if, <laughs> if it can't be pulled off with a speedmaster, it can't be pulled off with anything. I just don't. Yeah, this is again. That is the one situation. I think a pilot's watch um, that you're going for that specific aesthetic, like old school um, kind of look for that. I, fine, but other than that, I'm I'm not approving this. <laughs> I hope, and you know what? I want someone to send me one and prove me wrong, please. There, there's nothing that makes me happier. Guys, you know we're all going to have to go buy these now, right? <laughs> I'm just not doing that. I have a pilot's watch. Uh, I'm, it's I'm not going on the lock. On. If your watch was not worn in a war, that yeah, is not a recent excuse. war either. Not no. A 20th well, century no, war yeah. earlier. Yeah. Yep. I'm we're talking <laughs> at least 50 years ago. <laughs> what do you think? That someone's got a watch on from 1870? <laughs> or earlier. Oh my god. I can't. <laughs> Just a big old pocket watch recased onto a, and put onto a leather strap like this. <laughs> it would be more acceptable to be fair with you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad we found something we could all agree on. These military bund or whatever straps they are, you know what you are. Uh, you're not worth it. <laughs> the NATO is the one like military style strap that won the battle. The bunt lost that war. Um, <laughs> I, I think there, there's not enough space in the industry for both. And I think the NATO is the clear winner here. Okay. Uh, more uh, general. Like a quick m- m- note. Sure. Will is trying to shoehorn Zelos into this conversation. No, no, no. That's a for a conversation a for a later <laughs> point. We can talk about that Zelos if we have time. Uh, <laughs> we can edit um, this out if need be, but. <laughs> no, I think we leave it. Um, a lot of watches offer the option to get the. Uh, bracelet and the strap. Usually the bracelet costs a, a touch more. And uh, what do you guys usually go for? Oof. Strap for me. I like, I would prefer like a rubber strap or a leather. I like my diver on a bracelet. Like my uh, spinnaker came with uh, the bracelet and a NATO strap. Um, never worn it on the NATO, but. I don't know. I think bracelets are just too heavy, especially as you get into like bigger dive and pilots watches. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? The, the, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I, I, um, yeah, totally personal preferences. I like to go, I think I like the bracelet. Usually that the, um, manufacturer or watchmaker chooses. Um, to go with the watch and i like the freedom of picking out a strap later down the road whether that be from the manufacturer or um potentially from you know uh an aftermarket company or wherever i want to get it from um i i think straps are fun and exciting and they can be uh kind of a little bit more customizable and i'm not saying bracelets can't either um it's just usually bracelets are there's a lot of bracelets that are meant to go or a type of bracelet that's meant to go with a, a type of watch um just because they are bigger they're heavier uh and just to preface they they do cost more so usually when they're throwing and you pay an extra 50 dollars for the bracelet you're 
you are saving money, uh, if you want to call it that, um, by getting the bracelet, bracelet initially. But that's just my thoughts on it. Hunter, do you have any uh, preference? You actually just got one that I'd say usually can come with either or with the Seiko. Seiko, I've seen marketed with both. So, Yeah, no, I um, most recently, I kind of have a combination of both uh, of your choices. So I do like kind of the, the freedom that you get to be able to select um, whether it be like a NATO strap, rubber strap, um, as and so actually I am wearing a NATO strap today and I literally on the podcast during the pre-show bought a, an additional NATO strap for that same watch. Um, and then I, how much we spend. I do, um, when it comes to that, the bracelets, like stainless steel bracelets, um, I do love them on the divers. Um, that's kind of the style that I air towards. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that it comes down to the weight distribution um that christian mentioned um so i'm also not somebody who's like i'm gonna say immediately no and like not try something no i I wouldn't purchase something uh you know that i didn't love when i try it on um but i i did have one watch that has been um on my radar and now that i'm looking at the strap i wanted to get your guys's opinion this is a smaller um, watchmaker. Oh, I this exact watch. Yep, it is the Metric <laughs> Retro Dial. She um, just bought it from me. I resold it for double. Honestly, steel, uh... I regret not buying that from you at least once a week, Will. <laughs> so curious about thoughts. One, just on the watch itself, but then also, Will, sounds like you had one. Um, yeah. Curious about the feel of that strap. Um, it's kind of a more um, shaped uh, bracelets here. So yeah. Tell me about your thoughts. Um, um, yeah, I'll go into it first since I have owned the piece. Um, this piece was originally something that I was very intrigued in watching a, um, Teddy Baldessar video where he did a video, uh, with, oh God, I think it was Kevin O'Leary. Uh, Kevin O'Leary, big watch guy, loves the uh, red band as well. And I admit that's part of my love for it. Um, But he was very much impressed by this watch. Um, And these watches, for a long time, uh, you could not get them. They would sell out immediately. Um, I was able to get my hands on one very early on. Um, It came to me. It is, uh, it says 41 and a half. It's a bit small for me, and that's a, a pretty simply why I ended up um, actually reselling it for almost double. Um, so that was intri- an intriguing prospect at the time too, but I just wasn't immediately in love with it, so I, I chose to sell it back. Uh, the strap itself, getting into what Hunter had mentioned, uh, is a bit lighter. I think in general the material was a bit lighter than I anticipated, which is cool. Um, the, the, the whole watch itself and the, the band band, the strap isn't too thick. So if you are a little fearful, you know, I'll give an example. My Luminox on its bracelet is very heavy. Christian's right. They, some of them can get just super heavy and it's almost daunting. Um, I, I miss it sometimes though. So, um, that's just a me thing. Whereas this one. Um, and this is why I do recommend you just try on a lot of other pieces, um, cause you just never know. And you can kind of see it based on the side profile. It's just a thin, uh, little bracelet. It's not very big. And so it really doesn't weigh down the wrist too much. Now that I can see some great bracelet combinations with this, however, because of how integrated, integrated, uh, the brace, this bracelet in particular is with the watch, um, I would be hard pressed to change it at least for a little while. Um, but it's a great watch, great looking piece. Um, it's a cool like hybrid mecha quartz, uh, chronograph. Um, and I, I think they're really nice, but, um, again, just a bit small of a profile, especially for at the time I, I sold it for like $820. So, um, you can get them now they're available. This is the metric, the brew metric. Um, we're looking at the retro dial, but they have a bunch of other ones. If you're interested, brew a great watch company. Um, 
I, I like them a lot as a micro brand. So just my thoughts on the watch since I've owned it before. Um, Hunter, you should have hit me up. I didn't know you were interested. Um, I guess to be fair to you, now it's not worth double. So, <laughs> Yeah, you just sold it to me for triple. Um, that's just the way it is. I get it. Respect the hustle. Um, you know. I, I'm actively watching a YouTube video of um, this watch. It looks like it comes in that retro dial that we've been talking about, um, a all-out gold and all-out blackout. Um, and then I, I'm looking at one now that comes in all silver as well. Um, and I'm digging the silver as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was very interested in your thoughts on the uh, like the integrated bracelet. Um, they kind of just try to make it so that it's one single curve straight into the watch case itself, um, which I thought was very interesting. Um, admittedly, because this isn't a, uh, a diver, um, I think that I would actually like the uh, stainless steel watch being, mm-hmm. or the stainless steel band or bracelet um, being a bit lighter um, and even just being smaller in general. Um, would probably be better for me. That being said, would have to get it on the wrist first to know. Um, and it sounds like that was kind of what <laughs> allowed Will to know he should probably double his money on this investment. So <laughs> glad you were able to do that. And sounds like it funded your next purchase. So happy for you there. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, again, you know, you never know until you get it on. It was, I think it was something that Christian knew that I got a little while back. And um, yeah, I just... Uh, uh, I liked it. I I wasn't in love with it, especially for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean integrated bracelets. I know in the past you and I have had our convers- arguments about them, really, because uh, I love it on the PRX. I really like it on the Brew Metric uh-huh. too. Um, uh-huh. Granted, only ever seeing it in person on a waiter at one point, never even seeing yours. Um, but yeah, I like the aesthetic of it. You can't really swap the bracelets out, of course, but. I mean, it's designed to be one single fluid piece, so I think that adds like the the art the artistry of it, really. But yeah, for the right white for the right watch, I would definitely go integrated bracelet, but I don't think I would. I would get maybe one integrated bracelet watch all said and done. Yeah, you have an. I mean, the Seiko that you had. Um, that you changed to the red band was that integrated or was just close to no um, that was so it had hooded lugs so it was covered so it looked integrated on the bracelet but underneath it was still drilled so i could pull it out and of course put it on the red strap i don't think in general you can even swap integrated bracelets out yeah, unsure. Uh, I don't know if they, they'd let you with this one or not. Um, Looks like they do sell two leather options. Um, okay. With the um, quick release that we talked about earlier. So nice. it should be fairly simple to get that uh, that second replacement on. Now, I don't know if the original stainless steel one is quick release. Likely not. Um, but mm-hmm. you got options there, at least for the blue brew metric. Oof. Guys, I don't think I've got anything else to say on straps. Do you? Um, no, that covers it for me. I think that, um, I, again, my final sentiment would be you don't know what a watch is going to be like until you try it on, and a strap is a big part of that, but also remember that it's an interchangeable part of that. Yeah. Um, I think where I liked Christian Seiko that he just recently purchased before the red strap that he now has it on, it's a whole new ball game for me. I, it is my favorite piece in his collection by a mile now. It's not close. Um, and it's a big part because of that red strap. It, it just looks so good. Um, so I'd say best best thing to do is just not, don't forget about it. Um, that said, uh, if you have a piece that you're not sure about or thinking of reselling and um, you're just unsure. You could always try again. If you could take it to a watch shop, you can see what straps they may have available that would work for it. Um, NATO straps are very available online. As you can tell, we've already purchased, it sounds like too recently. <laughs> um, so I take, it's worth trying. And I think it's the, 
first and easiest part of changing around your watch collection. Um, so I, I highly encourage the, um, the strap customization, um, just in general. So that is all from me as well. Um, so really appreciate the time to talk about some, uh, some of the straps. I do think that will said it best, just it's the, the, watch strap itself and bracelets it really is an opportunity for you to recreate a whole new look at the end of the day it is a jewelry piece and so you want to make sure that it um, looks good while it's on your wrist um, and there's literally an unfathomable way ways to do that um, and so go get out there have some fun with it um, thousands of options available online um, and then take advantage of those local shops um, in all of our experiences, we've been able to swap watch bands usually for free. Um, yeah. So do take that uh, ad for advantage. Um, and I will let Christian sign us off here. All right. Well, we can, I think, escape this whole episode without a Zellos plug. So let's do it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Nope. Wait, uh, we'll Zellos, I love Cheers. you. And I'll look at <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has been Half Past That Podcast. We'll see you all next week.